Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Brought to you by Farmers. At Farmers, we've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. When it's game time, have an experienced player help you stay ahead of the game. Put their experience into play at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. You know, um... <laughs> I was thinking about who Zion Williamson is, right? Everybody wants him to be a former player, Rodney Rogers, Charles Barkley, or current player, more athletic, Draymond Green, maybe a, a Larry Johnson or a mush of all of, you can mush them all together. You can just mush like, like when you have Play-Doh, you know, and you have red Play-Doh and orange Play-Doh and green Play-Doh and brown Play-Doh and you mush it all together and then you have kind of some multicolored Play-Doh. That's what he would be. But that's not what I was thinking of for Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson is single-handedly accomplishing two things all at once. I am not a Duke hater. I'm not. Um, What happens in my sport 
that I have covered for 16 years. And it's happened since the first day I walked in uh, over at the old place is Look, I walked in and it was covered. The number one guy has been Dick Butt. Oh, let me tell you about Mike Krzyzewski and Roy Williams and Tom Izzo. Oh, that's super. That's scintillating. That's sensational. The, the percentage of commentary that is overwhelmingly positive as opposed to any sort of negative is like 10 to 1. Used to be 20 to 1. And I don't even think of commentary being or uh, uh, analysis being negative, but sometimes when you truly analyze something, you go, hey, that wasn't as good as it should be. This guy needs to be better. This coach did made a mistake. Coaches make mistakes. Players make mistakes. These things happen. So because I feel like I play it right down the middle, sometimes I've been cast in the negative light. But uh, I'm not a Duke hater. I've always been a Duke realist. I grew up a Duke fan. Bobby Hurley was my favorite player. I watched them win both of their national championship games. First one I watched in Vegas as they took down UNLV, then beat Kansas on a Monday night. Second one I watched in person. Last time we were in the Twin Cities. And they went back-to-back national titles. It was the slammed phone game. I'll tell you about the slammed phone game a little bit later. But um, I do think that much like in college football, we have a tendency to celebrate when Notre Dame loses their first game. We have a tendency to celebrate when Duke loses in the NCAA tournament. For whatever reason, the attention that they have gotten throughout the regular season because of their coach, because of their gym, because of their history, and because of the, the players that they have, When they lose, people generally celebrate. And Duke is seen as at least slightly, if not more than mildly, unlikable. And Zion Williamson completely changes that. You're like, I don't love Duke, but I love that Zion Williamson. He's just so good and nice and plays hard. And he's a kid and he smiles and he doesn't trip anybody. Matter of fact, he was tripped. He plays hard, and he he likes his teammates. What the hell? I find myself rooting for Duke. The same is actually true for college basketball. Not that you root against college basketball, but I do get the sense that most of us have, and look, ESPN's kind of done this, this to themselves. They were so invested in college basketball early on, they really built up the sport, and now they've become a huge part of dist- destroying the sport because they put the NBA on in competition on a Saturday night. It used to be a college basketball night. I know it's part of their new TV agreement and there's a genius to it, but you watch the two next to each other and you're like, and yeah, the NBA guys are a lot better. But Zion Williamson is the one guy like, I don't want to watch college basketball because it was Zion's on. Well, hell that's like in Pulp Fiction when you're calling in the wolf, that's all you got to say. Zion's on. You know he's like he's he's like the he's like the new boyfriend of your ex. Right? The new boy Zion Williamson is the new boyfriend of your ex. Stick with me for a second. Right? She dumped you and you thought, "Hey, I'm a catch." You wanted her to have some sort of dysfunctional, 
You wanted to you either wanted her to be with an ugly dude so that you were the good looking ex-boyfriend or with a guy who didn't get her, didn't treat her right so that she always knew you were better. You were better at night and during the day and better to look at. And you meet the guy, you know, you go to a wedding. You go to a wedding and it's a mutual friend and you show up and you're still single. And here you meet the guy. And you're like, man, I want to kick this dude's ass. Here he is. He's with my girl. Like, I want to, I want to, he's, you know, and if you have kids, like he's, he's not dad to the kids, but he's Jim. Jim's so nice. And you're like, man, I want to find some skeletons. Turns out like he donates money and his time. He used to be in the Peace Corps, right? Like he, his dad's like an army hero. He's just nice. He says, yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. He goes to church every Sunday. He opens the door for her. He buys her, like, nice, reasonable things. Not over the... Gives her space, but then is there for her. You know? Then, and he's, like, financially successful. Like, somehow he just had this thing invention in his mind. Got it, pad. Like, he's worth, like, $50 million dollars. Like your favorite place to vacation with her was Cabo. Turns out he's got a house in Cabo. You know that Range Rover she always wanted? She's got one now. He takes care of it. He pumps her gas. I hate that, but I, I'd i really kind of like to be dating that guy. That's who Zion is. He's the new boyfriend of your ex who you want to hate. You so badly want to find little things to pick apart. You're like, well, his jump shot's not, it's actually better than I thought. Well, maybe he doesn't play. He actually plays really hard. Maybe he's super selfish, right? Selfish. Maybe he'll sit out when he tweaks his knee. Nope. Actually wants to play for his teammates. Well, maybe when he plays, he won't play with reckless abandon because he's trying to protect the asset as he's the number one overall pick and he's going to make millions and all this. Nope. Nope. Maybe he'll say something dumb when you play, put a microphone in front of his face. Nope. He says the right thing every time. I hate that guy because he's so perfect. Did you have to pick Duke? Right? Pick some other lovable. Like he almost went to Clemson. Now, right? That would have been Clemson. You know? P- pick somebody else. Pick a pick Butler. Who doesn't? No one doesn't like Butler. I like pick Butler. Did you have to pick Duke? Duke is a villain. A trip guys. Christian Leitner Stefan guys. You know? St. Krzyzewski. You know, dog cusses the officials and nobody knows. Or when they're playing Wisconsin at the half of the national championship game, he goes on national TV, calls out the refs, and then all of a sudden they get every call. Right? Like, did you really have to pick Duke? Because now I find myself going... You know, I'd really like to see Duke play in the Final Four. And I kind of want him to win. Telling you, this Zion character, got to keep an eye on that one. Too perfect. Too nice. Plays too hard. Plays the right way. Plays for his teammates. And he plays for Duke. Something is off. Something is amiss. Because I find myself, I find myself with that, like, I almost, I'm going to Dick Vitale and going, hey, can I borrow your Duke pom-pom from every time you do the game? I would like to borrow that and shake it when I watch them play this weekend. Zion Williamson accomplishing what had previously been uh, 
an unclimbable, unclimbable mountain, an impenetrable fortress of hate uh, of haterade, which is nobody likes Duke, especially this time of year. Think about it. when they lost to Mercer and Mercer's out dancing on midcourt. You're like, man, I love Mercer. They lost to VCU. You're like, man, I love VCU. Now you're like, please, God, don't let anything happen to Duke. I want to see Zion Williamson play six more games. Please, please, please. Uh, hell has frozen over. Pigs have started to fly. And you find yourself rooting for Duke, even if you're like a UConn fan, where you're just built to hate the Blue Devils. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. 
When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Pat Forty from Yahoo Sports joins us. No outrage this year. Maybe it's because I wasn't on the show and I, I couldn't stir anything up. But I mean, I was I was trying. But uh, there's nothing I'm really that fired up about, right? Like you know, uh, why do you think that is? Uh, because I think the committee did a pretty good job. You know, I think it was it was kind of cut and dry to a lot of extent. I thought. I mean, the top eight were the top eight, and it was just going to be a matter of who's ones and who's twos. You know, I, I do feel badly for Michigan State and Duke being in the same region because I thought that uh, they probably deserve better than to have to play each other to go to the Final Four. Um, and I don't like Kansas getting a chance to play in Kansas City. And I probably would have liked to have seen the SoCon, second SoCon team or a Lipscomb make the field instead of a, you know, a Temple or a... Uh, Arizona State or somebody like that. Yeah, or or St. John's. I'm 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 with you on yeah, all of those. John, I would yeah. only, you know, the counter would be like I'm I'm actually more bothered that Michigan State has to play on a Thursday. Right? That was a, that was a war that they had to play. Now they got to turn around and play on a Thursday. I don't like that. You play the last game, you shouldn't you shouldn't play on the first day. Um Yeah. You know, the, the counter to Kansas is they just lost in Kansas City. So it, it's obviously not that big an advantage. Um, for for the Jayhawks, even if you know proximity will make it a prohibitive home court, if they can even get that far. But yeah, they're they're. What's interesting about the Kansas thing, and interesting about is, I hate when, for example, they said, "Well, we had contingency plans. If Tennessee won the SEC championship, they would have been a number one seed." Well, why didn't you have a contingency plan if Michigan State? won the Big Ten championship. And, oh, yeah, by the way, if you had the brackets done so early, couldn't you fine-tooth combed them and said, hey, guys, you know we got Kansas playing in Kansas City. Can we make an adjustment to that? Yeah, sure. I mean, that's the thing. I, you know, I think that, I mean, it's never going to be perfect, but there were some things they could have done that probably could have buttoned it up a little bit more and left them uh, a little less open for second-guessing. But, you know, on the whole, to your, to your original point, you know, I, I don't think there's a lot of egregious stuff out there. So kudos to the committee because I thought it was a really hard year to do it. Um, it made made easier know. by some of those bids that were stolen, right? They did. No, nope, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. They, you know, Oregon coming in and getting the bid and and a couple other people late there. Uh, I think did make it easier for them. Um, on the other hand, uh, you know, I thought they, you know, they they handled an LSU conundrum pretty well. Um, I thought that, uh, you know, and again, I was pleased to see Belmont get a shot in there. So, you know, but, but some of the issues that I was anticipating uh, didn't didn't really materialize. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Pat Forty who joins us. 
this weird thing happening across America. People are rooting for Duke because of Zion Williamson. <laughs> I, I, I equated it to finding yourself really enjoying the company of your ex's new boyfriend or new husband, right? That's, that's what it is. You want to hate the guy, but you just can't. Yeah. No, I mean, he is so much fun to watch, and he is a likable person. I've interviewed him, I don't know, like three times, and he's, he's just a sweetheart of a guy. He's got a great personality. Uh, you watch him on the court, he gives tremendous honest effort. He's, you know, generous with his teammates, and not only with the ball, but being excited for him. Uh, I, you know, there's nothing about him not to like and enjoy watching as far as I'm concerned. You know, if you, if you can't get past the, the uniform and, and, and at least enjoy watching him play, then, then I think you got a problem. Yeah. I would agree, but it is a, it is a weird thing for so many college basketball fans who are just going to sit there with their rosary beads normally and root for them to lose. And now you 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 realize like I don't I want to keep I want to I want to watch watch him play. Um, okay, who do you think ultimately? You know, like I feel like five six teams, um, five six teams. I mean, if you stretch it out with Michigan and Michigan State, maybe to maybe to eight teams. But I kind of feel like we know who the good t- the best teams are. We know who everybody else is. Fair. I think so. You know, I mean, that's usually I try to find, you know, a three seed, a four seed, somebody to to put past the, the top two lines, and it, it, I think it's hard. I mean, I, I, I kind of like Texas Tech, but now I'm scared about the way they finished the, the Big Ten uh, tournament, or the Big Eight, Big 12 tournament, I'm sorry. Um, so, you know, I, I look at the top eight, and I think the champion is definitely going to come from that group. Um, you know, Duke, Carolina, uh, Kentucky, uh, Gonzaga, Tennessee, Virginia. Uh, the, the the one interesting thing to me, Doug, is the one region, the South region, which will come here to Louisville. Somebody's, I think, going to the Final Four for the first time in a long time, because unless the lower seed breaks through, I mean, Tennessee's never been, Virginia hadn't been since '84, Purdue hadn't been since '80. Uh, so uh, somebody's going to have a breakthrough. I, I, I think Virginia and Tennessee can both say, "Hey, I kind of like our draw here." It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Pat Forty. All right, let's let's get to what's really interesting this time of year, which is who's going to be the coach at UCLA. <laughs> Boy, I don't know. That it is interesting, and I don't know what they do. You know, I I, I really haven't. I'll admit I haven't had my ear to the ground on that much uh, because we've been doing so much investigation stuff with the with the scandal. But you know, is it a, is it a, does Luke Walton seek refugee status from the NBA? Eric Musselman's name is out there. There's not a natural slam dunk kind of fit, I don't think. I, you know, it's not. There's not somebody just sitting there and go, "Oh, yeah, that's the logical UCLA coach." So there might need to be some creativity. I've heard some people throw around Kelvin Sampson's name. Uh, I, you know, I don't know what the heck they're going to do. I, I, I don't either. Um, the Musselman thing. I mean, you know, obviously he's got the lineage and he's actually been a great college coach and you know, proven he can do it with lesser resources. Um, there was some extracurricular back when he was in the NBA, but that was years ago. And I just don't know if UCLA can get over that. On the other hand, you know, there's talk of Patino, and if you can get over Patino stuff, heck, you can get over stuff t- a decade old from 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 Musselman. It is weird though that it's, you know, name wise one of the five greatest jobs in college basketball. But here it is sitting open for half the year, and it just feels like there's a lack of any sort of knowledge or maybe buzz as to where they're going. Yeah, it is strange, you know, and I don't know whether. Uh, the the job is now considered damaged goods, or people are scared of it, or, or what the situation is. But uh, you know, usually you, you'd have a conga line of very, 
uh, proven impressive coaches who would like to get in on something like that. So, you know, maybe Dan Graves just holding his cards very close to his chest and knows what he wants to do. Maybe he's waiting for somebody to be done with a season, whether it's in the NBA or whether it's in college. But uh, there's not a lot getting out about what's going on there. Uh, I'll tell you the the latest rumor in LA is John Calipari. Is is there is there a born on date? Is there a time in which you have to like, you know what? You gotta you just you gotta try something new. Like how many how many top five recruits can you get? How many one and dones can you deal with? How many times can you be in Kentucky? It, is there ever a moment where you go like, you know, maybe it doesn't that that marriage doesn't go the distance? Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, the past history indicates that it's like Notre Dame football. It's a burnout job. You don't have other than Adolph Rupp, who was almost literally prehistoric, at least in terms of uh, integration of the game, uh, you don't have people that stay there for 20 years. You know, Joe, Joe B. Hall retired early. Eddie Sutton was run out by scandal. Rick Pitino hit the ejection button to go to the NBA. Tubby Smith, it was kind of that worn-out marriage thing. Uh, Calipari, while he's won a ton, I do know this. He's getting paid $9.3 million this year. They haven't been to the Final Four since 2015. They haven't won it since 2012. And a lot of people are saying, why does Duke have all the players we used to get? So, I mean, is there a little bit of at least restless natives? Yeah, I would say so. And maybe he's looking around saying, I don't have to have this. I could go coach elsewhere. I I don't know. Uh, Richard Pitino is a former Louisville assistant. Rick Pitino is a former Louisville head coach. And having we've all gone through the process, so we'll just assume that it just happened that Minnesota is playing Louisville. But... That's the that that and the uh, what Marquette versus Murray State are the two that just happen to happen that we love that they just happen to happen right? <laughs> yes, yes, and uh, you know if you want to get a little further down the line, possibly Bobby Hurley playing Nate Oates, but that's that's far less juicy than Patino family versus Louisville. You know that one. Uh, I said this. This is uh, Richard Patino in. Uh, Al Pacino's role in The Godfather as Michael Corleone, and he can come in and say, today I settled all family business, if he takes out Louisville here. Uh, and Don Corleone can nod in approval. But uh, there's no doubt that that's going to bring a little bit of extra juice to that game. Uh, I, don't think there's, I don't think there's any question. Uh, are you going to a site? Are you going to Vegas? Are you going to the couch? What are you doing? I'm going to be like monitoring from... Actually, from the NCAA Women's Swimming Championships uh, uh, for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, daughter. and then yeah, yeah. Yep, watching Stanford, and then after that, I'll be somewhere Saturday, Sunday. Now, your daughter's a legit swimmer. You're not one of these people that paid five hundred grand so your daughter would get in on a swimming <laughs> deal, right? I promise. First of all, I don't have five hundred grand. Secondly, you just watch her; she's legit. Yeah, no, no. I I've seen all of the tweets from the various <laughs> swim meets. I just didn't know if you had somebody else take them and put them on your account, you know, so that you could you could get in under the a little bit under the under the under the wire without anybody noticing. Uh, again, not rich enough, and I guess not devious enough either. What do you do with with LSU? Right, like there was the weird Will yeah. Wade statement that he wants to coach, yet he hasn't. He won't talk with his. He's he's doing basically what Bruce Pearl did, where he's like, "I'm not going to talk to. I'm not talking to my president about what might or might not have happened." Like that's a. I I actually kind of like Yale in the game. Uh, Tony Bedford's going to coach, but. What are your thoughts on the Yale on the uh, on the LSU thing? Oh, it's it's crazy. It's weird, you know. And uh, it is similar to to Pearl's stance, but Wade is caught a lot more red-handed, I would say, than Pearl was. You know, Pearl, it was like my assistants are involved. 
here, this is Will Wade, you know, on FBI transcripts saying, you know, about a strong-ass offer. So that's something that has to be explained and has to be explained directly by him. I don't think you can sit back and say, yeah, no, I'm not going to talk to you. Uh, and, boy, there were some interesting comments from an associate AD from LSU in explaining the situation that basically, I mean, they, this was not a, a a university that's lining up behind Will Wade. It was like, yeah, you know what, he's got to talk to us. He may have violated the law. He may have broken NCAA rules. That's the deal. Uh, and so, you know, they're going to go forward without him in this tournament. They have a ton of talent. Nas Reed is a monster. Tremont Waters is a very good guard. They've got good players, but a rudderless ship, it looked like a little bit too, in the SEC tournament. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, they have really, really good, really good players, is, is, how, is how basketball people would say. They got really, really, really <laughs> good players. Um, this is, this does feel different than the Sean Miller thing. Obviously, your site is reporting, uh, Pat Forty from Yahoo Sports joining us on the Doug Gottlieb show. You guys are reporting on this as opposed to ESPN reporting, uh, last year on the Sean Miller thing. Why is it different? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what went into, uh, ESPN's reporting on that, but, you know, we, we reported the, what we had and, uh, you know, I, I it lays it out pretty specifically. I, it's just, it's, there's not a lot of wiggle room there. Uh, you know, I, you, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out what they were talking about, and I just don't know how you explain it any other way than what everybody thinks it was. I don't think so either. Hmm. Fascinating, fascinating stuff. Uh, last thing, who do you have winning it? I've got Duke. Um, when Zion came back and played like he did, and they played like they did at the uh, ACC tournament, that answered my questions. I liked them all along. I liked them. I was there when they destroyed Kentucky the first game. I've liked them all season when they got their guys on the court. I think they're the best team. All right. I, I, I saw the Kentucky one. I actually have Kentucky winning it. I do think they've improved. I'm a little cautious of Duke's lack of, of scoring depth. Uh, but I think they'll get there, and I'm I'm fascinated to see how it how it plays out. Pat, uh, enjoy swimming. Good luck to your daughter, and can't wait to read your commentary leading up to and covering the NCAA tournament. Thanks so much. Right. Thank you, Doug. Appreciate right. it. That's Pat Forty. Yahoo Sports does a great job. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, three p.m. Pacific. Russell Westbrook is just he's become that guy, right? He's become that guy that. Everything is difficult, guy. For no reasonable reason, everything is difficult for that guy. Right? Doesn't play well against Oklahoma, uh, against uh, Golden State, and doesn't want to answer questions. Got a technical foul, so technically he's over the technical foul limit and should be suspended for a game. But doesn't we just a curmudgeon for curmudgeon's sake? And look. I I will not take the side of a fan who yells things at him. I will not. But I will also point out that he kind of went off on a kid who touched him when he was standing right next to him courtside and then on the dad during the game. All right, in and of itself, I don't think the dad needed to be lectured. The kid could have been told like, hey, dude, you got to, you know, please don't. Please don't touch us when we can't see you. That's just weird. But it's not like he's the first person to be touched. And then going off on a fan, it's like, look, I don't think that's okay. 
But in fairness to other fans, you were engaging and making eye contact and muttering back. And they can't hear what you're saying, if not for the cell phone video, and they think you're engaging with them. And whether it's the officials, the other team, occasionally teammates, media members, like, look, this is not that hard. This is not hard work. This is not something you can't have a great, it makes you just like Steph Curry so much more. It's a lot like the Zion thing. Like, hey, bud, at the end of the day, you're playing basketball. You miss shots, you're still playing basketball. He just become that guy where everything, he's just Debbie Downer dude. Everything, it's me against the world guy. And instead of being an incredibly likable story and guy, right? Because it's pretty obvious this is not really who he is. You watch him with his kid. You know, you watch him with his kid, you're like, man, that's pretty awesome. Takes his kid everywhere, kid toddling around basketball floor while he's shooting around. You you don't have that sort of flamboyant flair with clothing, willing to willing to dress at times inappropriately or at times just take a chance in what you're wearing. You know, un, unless you'll you, you gotta be willing to hear some negative feedback. So like all that is fine. Like that's the guy I think he is. But he's gotten to this place where no one can question him. He can't have a normal conversation. He can't have a normal back and forth with a media member, with an official, with a guy from another team. Everything is a fight. And it's just that crap gets old. Hey, dude, it's old. It's old for all of us. I know people in the NBA like, you know, I, I generally liked him when he got in the league. I liked how much he wanted to prove people wrong. But like now we already think you're good. You don't just have to be obnoxious about it. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. 
And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.